I'm just enjoying it's, it's starting to feel like spring outside. I'm starting to enjoy the spring weather. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how much we've suffered from the April showers, but today, thankfully, the sun has come out, the grass is green, and it looks wonderful. Yeah, we got so much rain. I'm so tired of the rain because you know we both we both kind of work outside and uh so I'm just tired of getting rained on. I'm ready for some just kind of nice weather. <laughs> yeah, I was halfway through building a Noah's Ark actually, because I just thought it wasn't gonna stop. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. I was gonna get two of every movie and load it on. Hey, there you go, <laughs> <laughs> Dave's Ark. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so I saw an interesting article the other day. It, this is kind of a funny story that'll lead into our discussion. And I should have known like before I even read the article, but I didn't really think about it. But uh, I saw an article about an April Fool's Day remake. You know, the '80s slasher if you want to call it that classic and I got pretty excited. I don't know. I thought, I thought it'd be kind of a cool idea. Um, Dave, you weren't too keen on it. I don't think. I don't know. I'm kind of open about the idea, but I know that that's a movie that you and I both love and we have reviewed and it seems to have a cult following. Like anybody who's seen it either loves it or hates it. There's really not an in between. And since it's a movie we both love, you know, sometimes you get on the fence, you're like, I, I, I would be okay with the remake if it was done right, but I'm going to be very upset if the movie gets destroyed. Right. And you know, we, we did, we have seen that with uh, John Carpenter's the fog. Unfortunately, they Oof. came out with a really, with a remake that just didn't do the original. Just didn't really improve on the original at all. Um, you know, so anyway, so I was, so I was like texting Dave. I was like, Hey Dave, you know, have you heard they're going to do a April fool's day remake? And you're like, bro, did you read? Did you see the whole thing? And it was like one of those articles where it has the slides that you have to like click on next slide, next slide. And I just looked at the first one, saw that it had a release date, and so I was like, "Cool." And you're you're like, "No, bro, check the last slide." And I'm like, "Oh." And of course, the article was released on April Fool's Day, and it was about April Fool's Day. And of course, it was an April Fool's Day joke. It was. So, yeah. That's and I was happy. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what I get for not reading the full article. Um, and that happens sometimes, you know, with those articles you get from some of these horror websites that, uh, talk about stuff. You have to read the whole thing, but anyway, that's a topic for another show, maybe. Yeah. Articles <laughs> um, that make you mad. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But so today, so that guy, you know, Dave kind of, you know, after thinking about that, Dave, you brought me the idea of saying, Hey, why don't we talk about, you know, we, we hear all the time about people complaining about horror re- remakes. Dave had the idea, well, hey, let's talk about remakes that we actually want to see, like stuff that hasn't actually been made yet. Like, you know, ideas for for movies that we that we think would benefit from having a remake. Right. So yeah, both, because yeah. so often, Andy, you know, you talk about movies that you've seen where the remake was really bad or the movie didn't deserve to be remade. And in some cases, in most cases, the remake is worse than the original. And then you have the few instances where the remake does surpass the original, right? And then, but you never hear about that in between idea. Like, man, what what movies do you wish would be remade, or what movies do you think desperately need to be remade? And I thought it would be really cool for our first episode of doing like a list because we have, we talked about possibly doing lists, but we haven't literally sat down and done list episodes. Why don't we talk about? horror movies that as big horror fans we would actually like to see remade or would be interested in seeing an updated or newer version of yeah exactly i had to really put some thought into this you know trying to figure out okay what like why would a film film need to be remade you know i had to think about the considerations it's like is it the special effects that need updating or is it just kind of the feel of the movie does it 
is there too much in a movie that kind of puts it in a certain time period? You know, things like that. Um, and, and sometimes I just think that, like, you know, with the newer filmmakers that we have today, some of the some of the people that we have that have kind of specific visual style, I think it'd be interesting to see some of these older stories retold in, like, their style or something like that. Yeah, 100%, man. Updated graphics, different storylines, or sometimes – one thing I was telling Julie that I personally love when I look forward to a remake is seeing – newer actors kind of embody themselves into an old character. You know what I mean? So like uh, we use Rob Zombie's Halloween. Okay. Example. The original Halloween is a perfect horror movie. I love it to death. So when Rob Zombie set out to remake it, you know, obviously I was just like, that's a dangerous thing to do. But you know, when Rob Zombie does a movie, he brings an entirely different flair to it. There's a different vibe. His character is going to be different. But when he casts, you know, like uh, Malcolm McDowell to play Dr. Loomis. I'm like, of course, that makes sense. I think the best thing he did is when he cast Brad Dourif to play the sheriff. I was like, he was amazing. And so I look forward to see actors that you love um, take on different roles. And just like in a non-horror world, like where you have like the Star Trek, you know, they tried to reboot Star Trek. Well, J.J. Abrams brought it forthcoming. Uh, it had been like over 10 years uh, since there was a movie. And then you have uh, Carl Urban often gets talked about the most of him playing um, Dr. Bones. Right. Dr. Bones. Jesus Christ. It's been so long. <laughs> Bones, right? <laughs> it's Dr. McCoy. But uh, but Carl Urban is able to really mimic what was done back in the 60s. And it's really cool to see that. And so I think that's kind of where this list is going to be really fun is because you and I, you know, we haven't talked about what's on each other's list. There is probably going to be some movies on here that are going to make people really mad. I know I have at least one that's going to be a hot take, but then there's going to be other movies on here. And I know we're going to have different reasons for them. And so I'm really excited to kind of take my brain versus your brain and and hope there's at least one crossover. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I'd be interested to see because I've got I've got I don't I wouldn't say they're like there's some like more obscure stuff. But, you know, so, yeah, so I guess uh, do you want me to just start with my my first pick? Sure, let's do it. Are you ready to go five to one? Sure. Yeah, well, I'm just yeah, because I it's like I didn't necessarily order my list, but I definitely have one that I think is probably. My it's probably it's probably the one movie that I thought about the most that that I'd lo- love to see a remake of. Okay, so that that's kind of my number one, I guess. Oh, and one uh, thing before we dive in, I just want to say this real quick. Um, the only stipulation that I remember you and I talked about before doing this is that there can't be an American remake that you can already watch. So I, I didn't do a lot of research to see if there was any international versions of these films. I didn't do any research to see if this movie is already in talks of being remade. So as long as the movie hasn't already been released in America as a remake, it counts. So if, if we've heard about it, but it hasn't came out yet, that still counts. So yeah, just to clear it up. Cause I know somebody out there would be like, man, they are remaking that. I'm like, okay, well, I'm ready. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the uh, we'll talk of one of my movies has a certain case we'll talk about when it comes up. But anyway, so my first pick is a movie that I think could have been better with better special effects, and that is Gargoyles from 1972. I think it was a made-for-TV movie, and just the the effects of the gargoyles they just look like guys in suits, and and I think because of that the movie really suffers like it, it could be a really cool like the movie has really good like atmosphere um has great acting but i think it's just the the costumes the the look of the gargoyles themselves i think that the movie really suffers from have you seen that movie dave i have not seen it i had a buddy that i used to work with who before streaming was a thing, he he knew I always went to Half Price Books and Movie Trade Company. He was like, dude, if you ever see the movie Gargoyles, get it for me. And he was very specific that it was a horror movie. And in the mid-2000s, there was a couple of Gargoyle movies. They weren't remakes at all, but they were just using the name, you know, like they were some so probably like an asylum thing or something like that. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about this. He's like, no, it's an old movie. Um, and so I'm very aware of it, but I've never seen it. And so – Man, I'd be intrigued. Do you think that you talk about it wanting to be remade? Is that something that if they did do it, do you think you have to see the original first? Or would you just benefit by going straight to the, the new and improved version? I think you might have a deeper appreciation of the remake if you saw the original first. Okay. I think just because so, you may be like, oh, why are they remaking this movie? It was done in the 70s. And it, I, think it, I think it is like highly regarded. It's a highly regarded movie. 
people like it. But for me, I think just the effects of the gargoyles just aren't great. Like they're it's really dated. So it, it kind of harkens back to those movie those monster movies of the fifties, I think, like men in suits kind of thing. And uh So what you're saying you, is I'm gonna love it. Yeah, you'll love it, yeah. <laughs> and and it, it it's a fun movie. I, I like it too. I, I really enjoy it. Um so yeah, I would say, you know, you, you could watch you could probably watch a remake and be fine, but you'll kind of maybe understand why if they do like now I would say it would be great if they could do practical effects in the remake, but I don't know. Like maybe it would just be CG, I don't know. But uh yeah, if it was CG, it may not be any better than the seventies version. Well, that's, that's the best part of this list, man. You know, with the uh, with it being remade, you can kind of put your two cents on it. Like, so if you want this to be remade, you want practical effects. Maybe only do the CG when they do, um, you know, jumping off of things or flying or tra- I don't. I haven't seen the original, so I don't know what they do. I just when I hear gargoyles, I think of the nineties cartoon. I like to think that's close. Yeah. So the, a lot of it is just the gargoyles, like kind of like standing. There are some scenes where they're kind of running and they kind of run. If I remember right, they kind of run on all fours, which it kind of look, looks kind of weird. But then there's like some flying scenes too, but it's like they're just kind of swinging across the shot, you know, like they're on cables or whatever. So yeah, um, so yeah, it would. I think it would benefit from an update. I, and I think I don't think that the movie is necessarily dated, you know, with whatever that word means. But it almost has a feel like the hills have eyes, but with gargoyles instead of. Oh wow! Can- cannibals. Yeah, that's an interesting way of putting it. I like well, that. But without the gratuitous like violence and stuff that Hills Have Eyes had, because it was a made-for-TV. This was a made-for-TV movie. So no spoilers, but is the idea that the gargoyles do kill people, or like why are they? Yeah, so they kill people when they have to. It's like okay. they are like a hidden race of beings, and well, there's like this whole like voiceover at the beginning that kind of explains their origins and they're kind of like you know they're they're i think i can't remember now i'm probably saying this wrong but i think they descended from like almost from like lucifer or something the idea that they're like kind of satanic because they talk about like in the beginning of the movie they have the voiceover that talks about like in the bible Mm -hmm. satan was cast out of heaven and you know he's like a fallen angel and so i think that kind of brings in the brings in the idea that these were like fallen angels or something like that. Man, it gets more interesting the more you talk about it. I'm up to I wonder if I can <laughs> see it on Tubi or something. Yeah, you know it might I think it might be on Prime or one of those two, but okay. I will say that if you find the DVD and you can buy it for less than like 15 bucks, grab it because it's out of print and yeah. So uh gotcha it's it's sought after, huh? Yeah. But yeah, so that's my first pick. Cool man. Uh the first movie I'm going to mention is one that I know for a fact we've both seen because we interviewed the director a few years ago. And it's an 80s movie that is definitely a classic. It's Motel Hell. And Ooh, okay. the reason it, I bring it up is not because there's anything wrong with the original. The original is great. But when I think of why would I remake this movie, I would take the comedy out of it and make it more horror and sadistic Kind of like the director, Kevin, had told us that the original script was. It was a lot darker and kind of you know sadistic, so to speak. And so I want to see that version. I want to see Motel Hell where you know meat, meat, a man's got to eat, right? But it's, it's more of a Texas chainsaw um, kind of, you know, something 2020 brutality. And now that we have movies that are unrated, you can get, you get away with a lot. And I would keep all the classic scenes, you know, wearing a pig head, burying people in the ground up to their neck. All that's great. Let's just amplify the violence a little more and uh, let's get a remake of Motel Hell. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. I, I can see what you're saying. It would definitely benefit from like a more like a visceral kind of like gore and like, you know, more of a Texas, like you said, Texas Chainsaw, like maybe like the remake or something, you know, like because, you know, in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there wasn't as much gore as what people think, but like, but in the remake in 2003 with Jessica Bill, they definitely had the gore there, but yeah, no, I, I think that I could see that. I could see like cutting, like cutting out the comedic tone, adding some gore. That that could be cool. Make a movie that people will actually be afraid to watch. Oh yeah. Yeah. And 
No, I can see that. And I wonder who would play Farmer Vincent. Uh, have you thought about that? I, I didn't go deep into these with characters because I felt like that would have made this podcast an hour longer <laughs> if we started casting <laughs> yeah. it. Sure, but yeah. um, there's tons of people out there that can do it, man. Oh, maybe like uh, what is the guy? Is the name Richard Brake? The guy that was oh. uh, yeah, <laughs> Doomhead. Yeah. That'd be oh cool. yeah. Okay, <laughs> man. Let's hit him up. <laughs> I follow so. that guy on Instagram. He's great. Oh, cool. Yeah, I know he's he's a great actor. Um. All right, so we'll move on to my next one here. My next one is, and uh, this 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 is a prophecy from the seventies, not the Christopher Walken movie. This is prophecy from nineteen seventy nine. This is the movie that has the uh, the giant like mutated bear that's going out killing people. And the reason why I picked this was, you know, this is back in the seventies. They had good special effects in the 70s, but I think for this one, I think that's a kind of a complaint that some people have is the special effects aren't quite top of the line. They're they're kind of they're they're not great. They're not the greatest. And I and I would I can see that. So I really like this movie though. I love the feel of it. But I think you know if you if you like brought it up to today's like effects standard, um I think it could be cool. Um, I, you know, we have a lot, I feel like we have a lot, we're kind of branching off into more ecological horror as we kind of, uh, as people become more sensitive to like climate change and stuff like that. I feel like we're getting more of these horror movies that are centered around, centered around like, you know, nature getting revenge. But we've also saw that back in the seventies too, like these nature run out of muck type movies, um, toxic waste causing some kind of crazy things to happen. Um, and I feel like we're kind of, we, we kind of see like a, I don't know. I feel like we've seen some, something like that here recently too. Um, I know we had like the happening with Mark Wahlberg, which that wasn't a great movie. No, we, but... didn't. No, we, we didn't have that. Okay. <laughs> that, 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 that didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, question for of... you. Yeah. Yeah. First I have to start. I've never seen that movie. The, the prophecy oh. from 79 it's one i I've, i'm aware of i've seen the cover i've heard somebody on another podcast possibly even in our sip network group and i'm sorry if i forgot who um but actually loves that movie now i have to ask you what movie do you prefer the prophecy or grizzly man that's a tough one you got I a mean, mutated bear and just a big bear yeah they're both i, th- I think I think Grizzly is probably the funner movie to watch out of the two. Okay. Because I, I feel like Grizzly doesn't really take itself too seriously, I feel like. Whereas right. Prophecy, it's a takes on a pretty serious tone. Because there's like other things going on, like there's relationships between like Native Americans and logging companies trying to like take over their land and stuff like that. Um so there's like other like topics other themes kind of going on on in that movie that kind of like brings a serious tone to it gotcha okay would you keep those in the new one or would you try to get rid of some of that because obviously we've moved past most of that stuff nowadays yeah i mean you can see some examples like with the pipeline stuff going on you can see it, it could still be relevant today i think okay um but you know i i it doesn't matter that to me to me like i don't have to have that like i don't have to have like social commentary in my horror and I'm fine with it just for the entertainment value, you know? Sure. So, so, so you but, have a, a mutated bear because people didn't recycle in 2020 it's, or it's caused by the coronavirus. It made the bear mutated. Yeah. I mean, okay. that's, that's, uh, you know, that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. it could be the, it could be the Corona. Well, that's the thing of a name for it now. The Corona, the Rona bear, Corona bear, COVID, COVID Cub. I don't know. <laughs> I would buy that movie. <laughs> yeah. Poster by Neil Fraser Graphics. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, but, yeah. So I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, that I think just mainly the special effects and uh, it'd just be interesting to see what a modern day uh, effects team could do with that. For sure, man. And I'm happy to say that there has been a serious resurgence in 
monster movies and creature features again it seemed like for a little while it kind of dipped out and like especially like in 90s everything was more about slashers and real life killers which granted are fantastic right Uh, but people got away from the creatures because they were like it's not realistic but now you know we're back to special effects being amazing getting away from that really bad 90s cgi that uh sometimes was okay at the time but most times not and uh, yeah, now, man, you have you know trauma and you have Asylum and then you have all the big budget studios, Blumhouse, they're getting into this kind of stuff. So maybe they'll hear this podcast and they'll be like, the prophecy. Yeah, there's a license we can get. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Cool, man. Well, uh, I'm going to stick with something else that it's from 1998. Uh, also, Motel Hell from 1980 was the oldest movie on my list, by the way. So that's just going to kind of gear you up for what I'm getting into. So this movie here is a movie that's near and dear to my heart. And I know that sounds weird saying I wish there was a remake of it, but I think there's a lot of wiggle room. And it's one I've talked about before on other podcasts. And I think you've seen it. I can't remember if you did watch it, but I know you know what it is. The Clown at Midnight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We I watched it for our 90s horror show. Yeah. Cool. I thought so. And so the reason is because ah, – okay. And I just used this word a minute ago, but resurgence. There has been a huge resurgence in clowns over the last six years. <laughs> you know, they remade it. There's like Clown NATO. There's any any like store and dime or dime whatever nickel and dime store has a, a rental service back in the day or movies for sale. There's always these B clown movies. And then you know we had Eli Roth who produced that clown movie that did really well. So clowns are like a universal fear for most people, except horror fans. It seems like, but. The cool thing is it's kind of like a little bit of love letter to Phantom of the Opera, but then has its own gig where it can be a little bit more sadistic and violent. And, you know, since we recently lost Christopher Plummer, he was a big part of this movie. He did fantastic. I would like to see somebody else kind of take up the reins and give us a, a darker version of The Clown at Midnight because the title alone already works. That'd be cool. Like, you know, you talked about somebody – I don't know, like James Duvall, that'd be cool if he came back and like maybe he wouldn't play his original role, but just like maybe, maybe he plays he made... Christopher Plummer's role. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, yeah, I'd like to see be. that. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, no, I, 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 I could see that because um, like was there a lot of gore in The Clown of Midnight? I can't remember. There wasn't. Um, it had a little bit. Like it was, yeah. especially in the nineties, when this came out, uh, late nineties, it was right on par as far as the violence with like scream. And I know what you last summer, urban legend, all those movies. Um, and I think that's where it had its footwork is that it took a whole bunch of teenagers, isolated them to one place. And then people start getting killed off one by one. But I think with what we can get away with today, we can make the clown look even scarier than he was, even though in this movie he did a great job because it was very Lon Chaney-esque. It was uh, judged on performance, and I won't tell you who played the clown. you got to see it. Uh, it's a movie I definitely recommend. It streams for free. Uh, sometimes it's on and off Prime, on and off Tubi, but if you track it down, you can find it. You can definitely rent it on YouTube, but if you watch it, you'll know what I mean about the wiggle room because – if you just take that setting of an opera house and shift it into the modern day, get some really great cinematography in there. I think you got a hit on your hands. Yeah. I mean, I, and I could even see like the setting. I mean, I think they were trying to like in the, in the nineties movie, they were trying to clean up an old theater, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and now you see more and more of these older neighborhoods being gentrified. Like I could see like, you know, they're trying to fix up these older, neighborhoods and kind of making them like trendy mm-hmm. like putting in like shops and restaurants making them trendy now i so i could see that being relevant to today like there's some kind of developer like moving into this older neighborhood maybe there's a theater like an old movie theater right. uh one of those old like uh i don't know what the the one with the big marquee on the front you know like one of the yeah. there's one of those like, it's like a vintage type look yeah yeah so they're trying to fix that up and then like they bring in some some kids you know those and so, yeah, I, I could definitely see it still being relevant today, you know, the, the story. That would be awesome. Have, like, the main characters, you know, parent used to work at the movie theater back in the day and, and continue that kind of story-esque. And I think it'd be really cool because especially with, like you said, a movie theater, it would be cheap to film because you could essentially use the same two theaters for shooting location, but essentially call it like a 13 Cineplex type feel. 
and uh man just the hallways the corridors it, it could just be awesome there's all the behind the, the scenes stuff that unless you worked at a movie theater you never see you know so like up in the studio booth you know where they you know well they used to have the film cells but now it's all digital but man there's just so much room to work and i mean there's always room for a serial killer clown yeah for sure my next one um this one i was like we said like no previous remakes and this one had actually I, I discovered when I was doing my research this one actually has an Indonesian remake uh, but it doesn't really go by the same name so I'm not going to count it. So the the next movie I'm going to mention is Phantasm. Oh. Don, Don Coscarelli. I think that uh unfortunately Angus Scrim has passed away but like um it, it was just be interesting to see like a, a modern retelling of that story and see what they kind of do with it maybe they would keep would they keep the the evil dwarfs i don't know you know that's kind of the thing you know thing that's kind of one of the things i think about like you know you have some of these new directors that do a good job of creating the atmosphere and i think that's one of the things that movie gets right is the atmosphere so i, I would i'd be interested to see you know a modern version of this movie well i'm happy that you finally mentioned a movie I've seen, uh, but not only seen <laughs> that I really adore. I really love Phantasm. Kind of surprised I didn't think of that. It's definitely not on my list, but um, it's also a bold choice, not because I think people will have a problem with it, but Don Coscarelli, when you watch that movie, I'm like, how did he do this? Especially in that time. Like the movie, you know, all these practical effects, the atmosphere, like you said, but the stunts that they did, like they really take you to like another world in parts of that movie. You're just like, I don't even know how this is doable. And uh, I'd be curious to see where they go with the new one. But I kind of think you have to keep the dwarfs because that's kind of like a staple of that movie. Like, it's just creepy. It'd be interesting to see how they do the the dwarfs in in modern day, you know, with... Well, yeah, because they're always, they're wearing those like hooded cloaks and stuff. Like you never see their face for a while and you're just like, what's happening? Exactly. So the the I was looking up the Indonesian remake, and the name of it is uh, it translated to English it's Satan's Slaves. Um, <laughs> okay, which it doesn't really sound like. It, it, I don't know. That, um, I was kind of looking up the plot. It doesn't really sound like the same movie either. But for some reason on IMDb, it's saying that this that Satan Slave made in 1982 was a remake of Phantasm. So wow, they didn't waste no time. Eighty-two. Yeah, but then there was a remake of Satan's Slaves in in two thousand seventeen. <laughs> so oh wow, so that one's already actually that one has been remade. But uh, anyway, I think it'd be interesting to see some like you know because you have these directors coming up that I think remind me a lot of some of the directors from like the late seventies, early eighties. That can really set a mood to a movie, you know, things like that. So it'd be interesting to just kind of see like their take on it, on the story, I think. Well, you know, Don Coscarelli is still alive and making movies. What if he remade his own movie and put it, you know, 2020 update on it? Yeah, no, I could see that. <laughs> You're like, I um, like my idea better. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm open to it. Yeah, I, I think it'd be, it, I guess it would be interesting to see what, like, if he, if he did, uh, like yeah, if he just took the same script, but made it with today's like film quality, like and special effects and things like that, what it would look like. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. You can't get mad at somebody who remade their own movie, right? That's true. Yeah, I mean that's their it's their baby, so yeah. Been done before. All right, this next one that I have, my third one, is one that I put a, a lot of thought into because the idea just kind of got more and more cool as i thought about it and i said i tried not to think too deep into some of these but this one like i even know who i want to direct it okay okay so my third choice is from 1989 the original puppet master okay the reason i bring that up is because that movie works on its own in 89 it works and even today people who go back and watch puppet master the original it still holds up in the idea that these puppets, you know, these dolls, whatever, you, they look like they're moving on their own. They're creepy. They have these little powers and everything. And the setting was like this hotel, and it works. 
But when I'm thinking about it, like think about the amount of success we've had in the last 10 years with dolls. Like you think about all the Annabelle movies, you think about um, Dead Silence, uh, Child's Play still going, like all these great things. And I'm like, what if James Wan, the master of all these movies, did his take on Puppet Master? Oh, yeah, I, I'd definitely be in for seeing a James Wan movie like that. Definitely. Yeah, because yeah. I. As long as it's not Charles Band making it, I'd probably be up for it. <laughs> Nothing against Charles Band, but it's a different style. And I think yeah. that that style works. I can't say I'm as big of a fan of all the sequels that came after because there is a laundry list of them. Now, I do know that they did get better towards the end because they're newer. Like, we still had Puppet Master coming out two, three years ago, but they're all sequels. But the original 89, keep the similar setting you can do what you want with the story, but I still want Blade, the main puppet. I still he still needs to be a part of it. I still want you know Miss Leech and everything else, all cool. But I just think you you can make these not only look creepier, but you can get away with a lot more today than you could back then. So much as just you know, I don't know if you want to use animatronic. I don't know if you want to just put somebody in a green suit and green screen them out so that way all you see is the puppet on the hand. But I think with the talent James Wan has and all his involvement in the last 10 years with like the Annabelle series. Cause he still, even though he doesn't write and direct everything he produces. So he, you know, he shows up to these things, he puts his word in and he gets to have some of the final words as well. I think he could really bring, and, and James Wan is somebody that like you were just talking about a minute ago is how I deeply feel like an upcoming director, which he's already established himself, but somebody that, like you can tell studied horror and has been a fan of horror their entire life and they bring their own flavor. But like, if there's like a Mount Rushmore, uh, a Mount Rushmore of like old and new horror, they're going to be on that list. So you have like your old Mount Rushmore, right? You got your John Carpenter's, your Wes Craven's, your Toby Hooper's. It's perfect. You think about modern James Wan's got to be up there. Why not let him do puppet master? Yeah, no, I agree. I would love to see a James Wan produced or directed puppet master just because you know he did he did dead sounds right yeah yeah all so, those dolls <laughs> yeah so that would be really cool I, I could definitely see him making a a better version of it <laughs> we'll say yeah but uh yeah no that's that's a good that's an interesting pick i mean i like that cool all right so for my next one this is one that these next two are ones that i've that i've always thought would be cool as remakes but this next one is one i've i haven't thought about as much as the last one i'm going to mention but this is definitely one that i've thought about for several years now i think it'd be cool to do a remake of and that is the tingler the one oh. william castle movie oh, okay but i think instead of i feel like and it's been a while since i've seen it but i think maybe solely focus on the tingler part and not like because i know there's like so the guy's like trying to scare somebody, and so he's kind of creating these fake scares. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's I remember his wife. Right, the guy's trying yeah. to scare his own wife because yeah. she's mute. Yeah. And so he's trying to kill her, right? Because she can't scream. Is that well, what it is? He wants or? to get away with all the money and everything, and it's like her family owned the movie theater or whatever. Yeah. But um, you know, Vincent Price had discovered the idea of the tingler, which is like this caterpillar thing that attaches to your spine. Yeah. And that's what, and when, you know, something like when you scream or whatever, it can release it and that's what saves you. But yeah. since she can't scream, she'll never be saved from fear. And so that's where they do that side story. So, yeah. So I, I think if you just focused on the tingler, like as this creature, like make it kind of like, uh, what David Cronenberg did with the fly, you know, something oh, like that. Wow, some serious like, body horror meets the tingler. I love it. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Um, and this is something that I thought for a while now, but like, um, but I think like we, yeah. So it, it, that would definitely be interesting with like updated special effects, because I know when you see the tingler in the William Castle movie, you know it's 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 the uh, you know it's a it's, it's a, a sixty puppet. thing fifty six yeah. yeah man it, that idea alone is terrifying to me. Just I remember when I first seen it. Part of me, I know this is completely stupid, but part of me believed, not not 
I didn't believe we had tinglers, but part of me accepted that fact and was like, that would be crazy because ever, you know, think about how like it'll just blend into your spine. And now you're talking about David Cronenberg and I can visualize the idea of this creature just like pulling off your back, like just stepping out of your skin. And, yeah. and oh man, not to mention seeing it like maybe attach and like snap your spine, you know, into fragments of bone. And I'm just like, and he's still going too, man. Don't put it past him. Like that guy is still making movies. He just announced he's doing something coming up, some sci-fi horror or whatever. But it's so funny. I, obviously, it's not on my list because I said my movies are from 80s and up. But I, dude, the Tingler having a remake for that has been in my mind before. And so that's why I laughed kind of when you said that is I'm 100% behind that idea. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I love Vincent Price and William Castle. But uh yeah, if we can bring it over, especially with you just attaching it to David Cronenberg, like that already writes itself. Yeah. All right. My next one, this is the only one that's like this, was the easiest one for me to put on my list because this is the only movie that I actually hate and that I think a lot of people hate and it needs to be remade because it sucks so bad. <laughs> okay. All right. And it's from 1993, Jason Goes to Hell. Okay. The reason is because you don't get the Jason that we know and love. Like I, I love the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, uh, everything from the original to Jason X. I even have a special place in my heart for the remake because they tried, and we want more Jason. But the problem with Jason Goes to Hell is, as anybody who's seen it knows, spoiler if you haven't, <laughs> don't watch it. Um, Jason is like an invasion of the body snatchers thing. Like it's a body jumper. So you have several different actors portraying Jason without a hockey mask and it's stupid. And there's scenes that are unexplained and it's like a knockoff of Halloween. It does like this family heirloom thing. And there's little things throughout the movie that are really cool that if they went with that and did it in the right direction, it'd be really good. And I'm just saying like, Hey, at this point in time, you, you can't remake Friday the 13th because the name's tied up with legalities and everything like that. We know we talked to uh, Victor Miller, but okay. Um, for the longest time, New Line Cinema had the rights to just Jason the character. Okay, so we have, you know, Jason X. Jason X is a perfect movie, leave it alone. But Jason Goes to Hell is far from perfect. Why not just remake that? The title is so cool. Anybody's going to want to watch Jason Goes to Hell. Like, what is that? But why not make it sadistic? Hey, let's see Hell. You know what I mean? Let's put oh, a big yeah. budget in this, but let's keep the idea simple. Let's have Jason killing people, and when he's in hell, whatever, come up with something. But yeah, dude, Jason Goes to Hell is like, you know, I met the love of my life. Um, we just celebrated one year together right now, and the best part is being able to be couch potatoes with her and show her all these amazing movies of all genres, but she's open to horror. And so we ran through the entire Friday the uh, 13th series in about a week and a half, and I remember, like, I watched it, you know, open-mindedly because I'm watching it with somebody who's never seen it before. But even feeling her cringe beside me at how bad the movie is. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and so, yeah, this is the only movie on my list that I actually despise. But uh, that also gives it the most uh, kind of gray area, you know, for improvement. So let's get a Jason Goes to Hell. I don't care who makes it. It can't be worse than what it already is. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It would be interesting to see a Friday the 13th movie or Jason movie with like a good director, like somebody who somebody who's going to like take it seriously, you know? Well, yeah. Cause the guy that directed it, his name slips my mind. Um, but it was like his first or, or very first, he was very young and I'm sure that Sean Cunningham had a lot of influence on what happened, you know, and had to go in there and do the, you know, like you said, it was sloppy, dude. Um, the guy really didn't have it all together. And nothing on him. He was young, first movie, whatever. But if you're going to have a Jason property, you're going to make a big budget movie. Have somebody that knows what they're talking about. My only request would be I would love Kane Hodder, though, to come back and play Jason because he's Jason, man. Oh, yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Like have some kind of like – and here's my thought on it, my, my little addition to your idea. Like, you know, so you have the idea of Jason goes to hell. What, what if there's like some kind of like – satanic cult that's like uh, well then that kind of brings us into Halloween 6 territory yeah I was just like I see where this is going uh, maybe not <laughs> okay <laughs> no cult to Jason <laughs> cult to Jason <laughs> yeah cult to Thorn but they, they tried with Michael Myers and they couldn't succeed so they, now they're trying with Jason I don't know <laughs> let's do it <laughs> <laughs> nah. 
No, that, that's an interesting idea. Though I, I, I'd love to see, uh, like an established director, what they could do with that. Yeah, plus it gives um, Kane Hodder the ability to kind of make up for it because he's barely in that movie. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's really not a Jason movie. It's something else. <laughs> yeah, they 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 use Jason as an evil force, much like Michael Myers, right? But they're like, let's get rid of the hockey mask and let's put that force in different bodies. And if you want to make a horror movie like that, that's fine. But you can't do that in a well-established series and come in as a 10th installment and be like, we're going to try something new. Or, excuse me, a ninth one. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, no, I agree. All right, Andy, what does that mean? You got one left and I got one left? Yep. All right, let me let me, let me hear about the one that, that right. you really want remade. All right, we'll see if we have a crossover here. I don't know if we will or not, but we definitely won't. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's right because you <laughs> you said well. Never mind. Okay, so this is one that I've been wanting remade for the longest time. Um, there's been remakes in this universe, but they have not done this one yet. Now, when I looked it up on IMDb, it does say there's a remake in development, but that's okay. It still counts, and that is the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would love to see a remake of this movie. It's probably one of my favorite Universal Monster, yeah, Universal Monsters. Um, and you know, I just think that I mean the effects are great for what they were back in the fifties or forties. Yep, fifty four. Yeah, um, the effects were great for what they were back then. But I think you know it could use a little update. And I know that people probably will say, "Well, the Shape of Water was kind of like a remake." Like, eh, not really. I mean, it was it. It's kind of a similar story. Not not really even a similar story when you really look at it. It's a guy in a suit. <laughs> That's it's what almost, <laughs> yeah, well, but they did a pretty good job with the effects, I will say. So but I but but the shape of water, like it wasn't really it didn't really have a monster feel. It felt like it was like a, a fish man, you know. I want it to be more like a monster, like like it wasn't like in the original, you know, it's a creature. It's it's something that they stumble upon in the Amazon. That's that's what I, that's the movie that I want to see. You know, I want to see him going to the Amazon and stumbling upon this creature and attacking them. And I, I just want to see it, you know, kind of remade for today, you know, with the effects from today. Um, just with the. Yeah, just the film techniques of today. So, yeah, man, I don't hate your pick at all. Um, the creature is my favorite universal monster and it's Brian's, too, from Terrible Terror. Uh it's funny you bring that up because that has been in my mind for a long time as well. And I did not put it on my list because of shape of water. Like you said, I know, yeah. but the reason is the story behind the fact that Guillermo del Toro wanted to remake creature from the black lagoon and they would never give him the opportunity. So he made his own movie and that's why it had to be so different, but it, it went and it won, you know, he won for that. And it, it kind of was just like, you know, and I'm a huge fan of universal. I would never talk bad about universal, but it gave him the ability to look over and go, do you see what I can do? Like, come on, I can make you guys money, you know? And that oh, would be yeah. really cool if if Guillermo del Toro was given the rights to do it because he still makes creature features as is, you know what I mean? Uh, like all the time. And it would be cool because when you're describing it, Andy, I'm thinking like Anaconda. Like that had like the perfect idea. These people were on a boat. It's out in the Amazon. I forgot the river they're in. But like it was groggy. It was foggy. It was nasty. There was mosquitoes. You know what I mean? Take that setting and throw in Creature from the Black Lagoon and make it an actual, like, horrific, you know what I mean? Have really awesome underwater photography where people get, like, dragged down in the water, maybe get, like, shredded in the water. It could be amazing. Um, it's going to piss a lot of people off that are huge fans of the original and and don't like gore because kind of like whenever John Carpenter remade the thing, it's probably like, a, oh, you know, kind of like the fly. Oh, you know, it's definitely a transition. But it's the point of this podcast episode is I can see your vision and I'll sign up for it, man. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, so we've been teased about that for a while now because there's always been this like these rumors of, oh, yeah, they're going to do a remake. They're going to do it. And it just I think we always up. get close but everything gets screwed up when they keep remaking the other universal monster movies and they turn out so bad like the wolfman from 2010 bad uh the mummy with tom cruise bad like it they green light the idea that they're going to do a creature but they release something else first and it tanks and so then they they stop production on it so i think if they would just roll with creature that would probably be the stepping stone needed to complete the other films but hey we're just two guys what do we know <laughs> yeah all right. 
last one, my number one. This was my hot take. This is the one that's going to probably get me the most pushback. <laughs> right. It's a movie that everybody loves. I, I don't know if you love it, but it's won an, an Oscar or Academy Award. It won. It, I think it swept. Okay, it did so good. And this is Hope Madden's either first or second favorite horror movie. I don't remember um, between the one and two, but I've been on record many times saying this, that I'm just not a huge fan. And the reason is, is because this movie could be so much air quotes better, right? I'm going to get in trouble. And that's from (laughs) 1991, Silence of the Lambs. Okay. I know people love Hannibal Lecter. I know they love Silence of the Lambs. When Hope from Fright Club podcast, when her and George are doing their thing and, and this movie pops up, she describes it perfectly. She's like, you know, some people call this uh, a drama and she's like, OK, it's about a guy who eats people trying to help the cops track down somebody who wears people's skin. Like that's a horror movie by definition. So when she explains it like that, I'm like, yeah, but why don't I feel that way when I watch this movie? Because this movie, it's toned down a lot. And I know in 91, I mean, like I said, this movie did amazing with awards and so it's definitely a well-made and put together movie and i can't say anything negative about jody foster nothing negative about anthony hopkins like they did great for what they did but i feel like if you're gonna make a movie about a guy who eats people trying to help catch you know the, the cops to somebody who wears people's skin let's see more of that right let me get that you know this is supposed to be you know influence from ed gein do you know what ed gein did okay like <laughs> I was influenced for Buffalo Bill and all these things. And so for me, I know that they released a TV show called Clarice uh, last year or something like that. I didn't watch it, but it's still just a TV show. I don't know if it's a remake or a continuation, but you know they've made so many sequels with this. They've done Hannibal. They've, they've remade Manhunter, Red Dragon, all these things. Let's go back to the source of – like I know Manhunter from 89 was first, but 91, Silence of the Lambs. Let's do it. Let's get Hannibal Lecter. Let's do like flashback scenes where he's like ripping people apart and eating them. You know what I mean? Let's get hostile in here. And I understand some people are getting really mad right now, and I don't care because I think you know the name Silence of the Lambs can go so deep because you're like, what does that mean? And then you break apart the horror aspects of it, and we can see because you got your Texas Chainsaw, you got your Psycho. It's all there let's just see it on the screen and let's make it graphic as hell and you're gonna have another like um horror movie that people will be talking about for decades so that's my number one man silence and lambs because it's a little too drama versus horror i want to see more horror yeah i i'm i'm there with you i i I would love to see that um yeah it'd be interesting to know like how much of that kind of stuff was in the novel that it's based off of you know i don't know i haven't read the novels the novel so um yeah but uh actually i did read i think i read hannibal i read that one before the movie came out because that was the one that had gary oldman as that guy in a wheelchair right yeah i want to say yeah i'm not it's, super versed in those but yes that's yeah, the one, the one with uh, loose and yeah Julie, julianne, julianne Moore. Yeah, yeah yeah that's it yeah i read that novel before i went and saw the movie and that one was it was pretty close to the movie, I would say. Well, when I think of Hannibal the movie, the only thing that comes to my mind is Ray Liotta. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I remember the most, yeah. That's right, yeah. Oh, man, that scene was really disturbing. <laughs> well, and, and I think that right there was in the direction that I'm talking about. Okay. But let's get more of it. Yeah. I can so. see that, yeah. Silence yeah. of the Lambs, unrated. Let's do yeah. it. All right, yeah. That sounds good. Um. Yeah. So that's that's our list. Um. Not one crossover. <laughs> no, not one. And I guess I, you know, it's not super surprising, but I guess I I thought maybe you'd have some older movies on there, but um, I think, well, well I think maybe you hold the the older movies up to maybe like a you kind of put them on a pedestal, so you probably don't. I was gonna see. say they're already perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, those well, are some great touche, ideas. Because I had some slashers on here, and you and you didn't. That's true. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's so it's fun to think about all these all these ideas. You know, it's, um, you know, in this day and age, like it's movie companies that they're they don't want to take a chance. They want to make something that already has a proven audience, 
So that's why we see so many like remakes, reboots, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, I think you know we were giving them ideas, you know, so they should just go for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, horror is a great profitable market as long as you do it justice, you're going to see a profit from it. And uh, I think between the ten movies we named, there, I personally, dude, I'll be honest with you, I didn't hear one bad idea. I thought there were every one of these movies has potential to be. Uh, not not necessarily more than what it is, but kind of like a chance to live again, so to speak. And uh, I'd be excited for any of our listeners to reach out to us and let us know movies that they would want to be remade. Maybe some that didn't occur to you and I, you know what I mean? Or see if they agree with us or bring on the hate. And I'm going to plug it right now. If you want to uh, if you want to hit me up and tell me that Silence of the Lambs is perfect and doesn't deserve to be remade, I will have that conversation with you on Twitter nicely at Dave underscore Phantom. But uh, otherwise, I just, man, I always have fun recording podcasts with you, man. And then when this idea kind of struck, I got really excited because I was like, who knows where this list is going to go? And I'm it's still, I'm so excited for movies that probably aren't going to be remade, but I'm already looking forward <laughs> to it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is a fun episode. And uh, yeah, if you want to keep up with everything that's going on with this podcast, I'm on Twitter at Black Cat Podcast. And I'm also on Instagram at Andy Ustry. It's at A-N-D-Y-U-S-S-E-R-Y. And I'll put a post up there whenever we have a new episode come up. And we don't really post episodes on a regular schedule necessarily. Uh, my intention was for it to be monthly, but you know, with our recording uh, availability, it can kind of make it hard sometimes to record. We put out episodes when we can, so it's all good. So that but, you have uh, to subscribe. That way you don't miss one. Exactly. And... Uh, Oh, yeah. And also, I got to mention we're part of the SIB network. That's the Slightly Irregular Podcast Network. And uh, it's a great group of people. That's, we have some really cool podcasts on there. You've got everything from the Angry Dad. He's like your dad giving you advice to like Evan. He is like talking about post apocalyptic type themes. Um, you have Cold War with Dead Hand Radio. That's like Cold War. Uh, He's getting into more like UFO stuff anymore, which is which that's cool. Um, yeah, anyway, so that's just like a sample. And you, there's like a ton of podcasts on there, everything from retro movies to list. Um, it's sipnet.us is the website. There you'll you'll see all the different podcasts, all their links to all their shows there. I'll just uh, I'll piggyback off what you said, and you you can find the SIP Network on Twitter at Network SIP. Uh, you can get hold of a lot of great of us. If you're a listener and you want to converse with us or potentially be a guest on one of these amazing podcasts, I'm sure that your interests will match one of the like ten of us that are out there doing our thing. And we would love to have you, and we would definitely love to hear from you. So definitely, you know, hit us up on Twitter. We really appreciate everything. If you check us out on Apple, give us a rating. Uh, we would love to go for five stars. But if we're only a three-star rating, let us know what we can do to be five stars because even though we can't really increase the amount of podcasts we do, we will always try to increase the quality. You've been listening to the World of Horror.